Welcome to another life-changing episode of Skidmark Show. If this episode doesn't automatically make you better looking and richer than you were yesterday, we will give you our next episode absolutely free. In fact, we'll give you all of our episodes for free because we're that good. Powered by Pennzoil. Hey everybody, this is Kenny Wayne Shepherd, and you're listening to The Skidmark Show. Hey, this is Chris Jericho from Fozzie, and you're listening to Skidmark's The Best Show on the Planet. Really? Hey guys, this is Mike Coy from Gas Monkey Garage, and you're listening to Skidmark. Hey, it's Ethan D, and welcome to our fourth SEMA 2019 highlight episode, where we bring you all the cars and stars that were on the show, pioneering performance live stage with us in Las Vegas. When we last left our heroes, Leah Pritchett was interviewing Ryan Blaney. Shortly thereafter, Ryan went down to sign a ton of fan autographs. Now, if you're a fan of the show, you know that since year one at SEMA, we've had a drag tree timing game. We play with everybody that we have on stage with us. And since year one, it has been a professionally timed running drag tree because Leah Pritchett set it up for us when it was too slow for her, the top fuel NHRA drag racer. So, before we let Ryan go, Leah challenged him to our drag tree timing game. You won't hear Ryan's audio, but listen along and you can hear a top fuel drag champ take on a NASCAR champ in a game reaction time, and it gets pretty damn close. Plus, I have what I think is a genius idea for Leah now that she's been turned into a Lego set complete with her own Pennzoil yellow Dodge Demon. I think oh. that Ryan and I should go toe-to-toe on the practice tree. Yeah, why not? I Depending on his time schedule, but I, I, I seriously, guys, I know that Ryan's got a heavy one and multiple places to go throughout the day, so if you want his autograph, he is right here to the right of the stage. Exactly. Get a picture. Load up a question that uh, that you don't think could be you know answered somewhere else or maybe on a forum or a live feed. I mean, it, this is like the real live feed. This like, is. This is the real thing. Yeah. Yeah, get your face out of the phone for a minute and notice that this guy is right here actually in front of you. Sure, exactly. Yeah. I, I only get to see him twice a year. And I know. It's like we only get to see you twice a year. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a much more life-size in person. You are much more <laughs> life-size in person. I, I don't even have a set of the Lego, so yeah. The life-size Leah. That was really cool, I have to say. It and really was. When we went to film the commercial for it for Dodge, the the screens, uh, the sheets of the day, right? There's so much production that goes on, mm-hmm. and it kept saying LP, LP, LP be here, LP be here, and I'm like, man, that's a lot more parts than I thought I was doing. Well, LP Leah Pritchett, LP is also Lego person. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> and there were multiple Lego people in the filming of, of of that commercial, but I think it's extremely iconic for Dodge as a brand, with Pennzoil as a brand. We had you notice it's a yellow Dodge yep. Demon uh, to go with that relationship of the best of the best from our OE pours to our performance pours uh, to, the, to our horsepower and to be that driver that set those records and then become a Lego person. Like, right. I would have never guessed SEMA and to, to be what it is for me today. I, I came in here probably 15 years ago and I wasn't allowed. I didn't know that. I didn't know you needed to be 18 years old. Oh, that's right. You actually right. You need to be a registered automotive enthusiast and with an uh, with a business. So my dad and I drove. Actually, at that point, I was 14 years old from California. We get here, we try and like check in, and uh, you know, no dice. Right. Wally Parks was right next to me, checking in. And wow. He was at that time, maybe, you know, 92 years old or so, and I'm like this little girl going, "Can I get?" This is Wally Parks. Actually, I was crying. I couldn't get in the oh, show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I realized we needed to turn around five hours and go home. And Wally Parks like made this total boss move. It was like this junior drag racer is not here, just a little kid running around. She's she she needs to be in that show. So Wally Parks actually escorted me into the show when I was 14 years old, and I was like, 
the fact I'm even here and I'm looking at it and then jump to the presence that I get to have with great partners like Shell and Penzo mm. is totally full circle. And that's why, like, you see me walking around with a smile on my face. I can't even believe that, you know what, totally a dream come true. Living the life right now, huh? Living it for sure. So it looks like Ryan has stepped away. Yep. Uh, see, you look at that Flash, and he's gone. Flash, like, he's you gone. missed out. He's right there. He may <laughs> oh, have no, a, he's back. Do you want to... <laughs> You got? Do you got like thirty seconds, Ryan? All right, let's do this. Let's get you guys yeah, on the tree. This would be rad. Yeah. Ryan, have you? Yeah, I'm gonna put you up against the dragon. <laughs> yeah, no, are you kidding? The pressure's on me. Like if I don't beat you every time. <laughs> we gotta <laughs> see. All right, so, now since you since you don't drag race, we'll let you get lane choice, right or left. Doesn't really matter either way. <laughs> well, he no, that's not that's not true. Do you know? Have you ever done this before? I'll let Leah explain it because she's the one that set the thing up. Okay, so for those of you watching, right, we're in the life-size practice tree. we got the iridescence lights at the top, even though we really we race with LEDs. The press of the button is the stage bulb. So when both of us get staged and when the full amber, when the full yellows come on is when we lift off. So do you want to practice first or you just want to go into it? One practice run. Okay. All right. So this is like, see, we only get to qualify. We don't get practice. But it, we'll do it the NASCAR way. <laughs> All right. So we're staged up. All right, so at the release of the button, 068 to 454. We want to pra another practice one? <laughs> okay, all right, we're going to head into it. Uh, the best, that's no, the best two out of three. So. Oh, look at that. See, look at that step up. See? All right, now, now he's coming in hot. I see that. He's warming it up. He's got it. He's got it. So we got one down. They beat you. I, are you sandbagging? Are you sandbagging, Leah? I, like I, like, I know, you know, you know. You, you know? Either. Come on. Yeah, yeah, I mean, keep Matt it, only got a .05. Tommy and Andron are both point one seven one eight. Nobody's hit a triple zero this year. So there and we go. And we have a all oh, see okay, we're back there. We both had 044s. Oh, so does that cancel it out? I don't know. We, there's no tying in drag racing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, are you so sure? is this no no, do we have one on the line? This is a championship runner right here. It? Okay. Wait, it's a two hands. Okay, now she's now she's getting serious. Drying the palms off, ready to rock. Uh oh, 0.041 and 0.040. Look at that. One thousand. Wow. One I, I thousand. I mean, if anything happens in NASCAR, I think straight line. You, I think you, you can whip it and stick it. He you are, you're going on the board. On the board. I'm going to get your name thing over here. And uh, Matt, thank you so much for playing our game. Okay, 0 0.040, 0 0.041. That's that was really close. You should be proud. There you go. Do you guys know how much distance one thousandth of a second is at 335 miles an hour? How much? How far do you go? A, a thousand like feet. A, a thousand feet. Yes. No, I mean, uh, for in a thousandth of a second. How far do you think you can you can get in a thousandth of a second? It uh, could mean the difference between winning and losing. I don't know how many how many zeros there are yeah. in that desk. Honestly, no, because yeah. that would be of the tens of hundreds of thousands of, of that of that speed in that second. So, but a thousandth of a second at 335 miles an hour is really about a quarter of an inch or less. Wow. So, so Leah, I think you being the only. Uh, Drag racer with a Lego set. Have you talked to them about putting you in the movies? I mean, I mean come on. See, I'm like I'm a funky individual on that, though, because I just get geeked out on, like, having the partnership and the relationship. Um, there have been a couple Fast and Furious, like, references, so to speak. Right. But that's I, – I, I've asked a little bit, like, that would be super rad, and then come to find out they're on, you know, Fast and Furious, like, 212. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> I'm thinking specifically, though, the Lego movie. You should be in like oh. Lego movie number three. Everything is awesome. Exactly. Right? right? Like you and Chris Pratt, like somehow he needs to get somewhere really, really fast and you pull up in, right. the, in the Dodge and you get him in the car and then you go, everything is awesome. And then you drop him off.
Next, we grabbed Tommy Pike, who customized a 2019 Acura NSX, plus our friends from RTR, Vaughn Gittin Jr., Chelsea Denofa, and the newest member to the team for off-road racing, Lauren Healy. All right, we got a buddy about to join us on stage, and he's got a car in this display down here, that beautiful Acura NSX just yeah. down the way. Tommy no Pike's coming up here. Tommy, come on out, buddy. Have hello, a seat. Hello, hello. Join us on the stage. Have a seat on the stool. Be the seat of honor there, my friend. Boom. How are you doing, doing today? Mr. Tommy Pike from Tommy I'm, Pike's Customs. I'm just loving life right now. Are you? Yeah. Why are you loving life? Because I'm here with you two. There you oh, go. Oh, come on now. Yeah. Come on. Why are you I really loving blushing. life? Let's get into it. Oh, it's been a great week. Yeah? Like, where, where are you going to go as a car person, you want to be correct, mm -hmm. and have this much fun in one place? Now, let's get, to, let's get some more car people and race people on here. You want to? Have a seat well, what with are some we of our friends. Sure. Peter Getting Jr., Chelsea Denofa. Let's do that. Yeah. So, and uh, they, got a, they got a new friend to bring us. Come on up, Chelsea and Vaughn. They got a new friend. They get new friend. I like the way you said What's that. What's up, guys? Uh, Chelsea, how you doing, brother? Man, you've been killing it. Nice to see you. Nice to see you. You look really dapper last night, I want to say. Oh, thank you so much. I need to chat with you because you're too busy, but... I did you were too your, your busy schmoozing wife. with Reese Millen. No. Yeah. What? The, oh, wow. So you have a new, a new teammate. Yeah, we've been. Uh, you know, we've been expanding. There's too much fun to be had and just be, you know, trying to gobble it up yourself. So, uh, you know, Chelsea and I are still holding down the the RTR drift program and all the fun events and content we do. And uh, you know, Lauren is the the winningest driver in Ultra Four history. He's been doing it his whole life, and very early on, uh, took me under his wing and showed me the ropes, which is a huge reason as to why I've been being so successful in that space. And last year uh, we, we announced a fun ever off road team and me moving in the 4,400 class. And it's been, uh, it's been, it's been really, really cool. Right on. Yeah, man. Are you enjoying that? Oh, absolutely. It's been, it's been an amazing experience working with Vaughn. You know, we've known each other for four or five years now, but officially teamed up uh, for this full season. You know, we got him up into the top three on the championship this year with some, some team driving and some cool Congrats. stuff that happened. So yeah, it's been an amazing year and just so much cool stuff coming for, for the years to come. It's hard to think of Vivon doing anything but drifting, but is this, is, is this really, it's got to be like a new exciting level here, right? It really is. You know, like I love drift and like it's, you know, it's very short burst, short duration, but a lot of effort and it brings everything out of you physically and mentally and it's a big challenge. But the, the Ultra 4 I really enjoy about it is, you know, being out with nature and there's just these beautiful things I am seeing now. I've never, you know, never even knew existed. And the long duration, you know, some races are six, seven hours. So Whoa. it's a lot of fun. And my best friend, Eric, is my co-driver. And we're just out there battling. And, you know, in between, you know, we're on a long straight in the desert. Just woo -woo, chatting, laughing at each other. And it's just, it's, it's really cool and different. And uh, the market is, is just blowing up. And, uh, you know, it's just very accessible and, and really cool. So when you're picking your co-driver, I mean, they can't have any fear, right? I don't think any of us here could be a co-driver. I don't oh, really? think I could. It is. If, if I don't have the wheel in front of me, I get worried. No. Yeah. Eric also has zero fear of anything <laughs> yeah. at all, no matter what it is. No way. That's good. I mean, if you can find a co-driver that's that, you know, the, that much trust because you guys have got to have a bond. You got to communicate. Because it can get uh, pretty intense out there, especially for a six-hour race. Well, you know what's interesting? So some lunatics like this guy will do King of the Hammers by themselves with no co-driver. 
I mean, really? he looks big enough to be king of the hammers. So I mean, you no doubt, man. I I would be I would be lost and on my lid yeah. many times without Absolutely. my co-driver. I'd roll it around. Now, you, when you're off road and you had a, uh, a truck that you named Brocky, wasn't yep. that it? Yeah. What's that after? Who'd you name Brocky after? Uh, well, it's a Bronco and it goes in the rocks and, and Rocky was a fighter. So I just put it all together. I'm like, oh, Brocky, you're Brocky. So it's over there at the Bronco uh, Heritage Display. Oh, cool. Um, which is a huge honor. I mean, it's sitting there parked next to Big Ollie, you know, as, as one of the, you know, Ford's decision of the top 10 iconic classic Broncos. So it's a, a huge honor, you know, and, and just a couple short years. We made the truck very famous, done some really cool things with it. And, um, you know, so it's, it's, it's cool. In fact, I'm impressed how well it looks. Uh, Lauren and the Fun Ever Off-Road team that, that he runs did a really good job because it's, it got beat up this year. And uh, they, they, it looks like brand new right now, so I can't wait to go nice. smash it up a little bit more at Hammers. <laughs> That's right. You, you dirty it up, get clean. These guys are all off-roading on you, and I know you're just sticking with the drift, brother. How, how's that going for you? Oh, the drifting's been awesome. We did really good. We got on the podium a couple times this year. Got a win as well. And uh, it's been just an awesome experience working with Vaughn and, and the, the team, just putting together an amazing car. Like, we have a championship-winning team and car, so I'm excited to go, especially I, into next year. I love it when you guys are out there and you guys got this, the nickname, you know? You guys are the bros things, right? <laughs> it's yeah, it's one of the thing. many. And finally, along with our good buddy and co-host Scrape, we talked to our friends at Bondurant School of Racing, Max Grundy, the Ring Brothers, and Ed China from Top Gear, Wheeler Dealers, and more, Jimmy Shine, and Billy Hammond from Hot Wheels. Now, I know one of the coolest things about Bondurant most people don't realize is that you got a school where you actually teach people how to be better drivers, like if they get in a spin-out or something. It's not just about going fast and racing. You'll teach people how to not crash. Oh, yeah. 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 It's all about car control. No matter what class they take, we're teaching them how to be a better driver, whether it's on the street or on the track. Uh, we have a, a, the, probably the most popular tool, the most important tool we've got is the skid car. Right. Where we teach people how to control a car. It gets into a slide. You actually take them out, and then you get them driving, and then this is the cool thing, Scrape. You should try this sometime. They, they spin the car out. They have these extra wheels outside, and they basically spin the car out to where it's uncontrollable, and you got to get it back in. Oh, yeah, yeah. Every, every, every driver should spend a couple hours in that car before they right, get a license. Yep. Amazing. Absolutely. You know, you got to learn how to drive in snow and ice and stuff if you're up in the north. I, like I was telling Scrape, I'm on the beach now. I don't have to worry about that, but it does rain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's a, it's a good time, and, and anybody who's never done it, you've never been out there, you got to get out there. So the car control, is it like some caster wheels, the, the back's up on some wheels, and it spins it? Okay, so I've yeah. done it. A friend of mine owns the exotics track out here. Uh, right on. And he had some Mini Coopers that he built a jig for, and we would take it on the track. And real slow speed, car control, yep. you get fast. Yeah, yeah. So if it's like that, I've done a little bit of it. All right, yeah. No, it's it's very similar to that. Gotcha. And, of course, you got to do, you get to do the hot laps and all of the uh, the Dodge Demons and Hellcats that you got out there. Oh, yeah. It's probably, I tell people it's the most fun thing to do out there, and I even tell them you might have some fun doing it because it's fun for us to drive and, and have them come in, but it's probably more fun, just as fun for us as it is for the passengers when they get in those things. Yeah, it's rare that somebody just goes, here's the keys to my Dodge Demon, go do some donuts. Like that, that only happens basically with Bondurant. So yeah. what else is going on with you guys and, and the school and, and, and everything? Well, you were talking about the demon. We also have yep. a demon drag racing school now. So oh. you can actually get in there. You don't have to be a demon owner and you can go 100, 130 miles down the track and learn how to drive that car. And we're the only one in the country that actually has it. So I don't know. Have you driven a demon yourself? No, I haven't yet. Not, I want no. to, though. I want to see if I can get the front wheels up. You, you, know? you have an opportunity to do that there. 
That is and, so cool. And uh, if you see some video, we've laid some pretty good smoke shows there as well. Yeah. Have you have you driven a demon? I have not. I have okay. not. Okay. So this is the only spot to do it. Okay. And they only made 3,000 of them, and we've got five. Wow. How did you get your hand? I mean, obviously, you're the Bondurant School of Racing, but how do you call up Dodge and just be like, look, I need five of your cars, ten of your cars? Hey, you know, we've got a strong relationship with, with the brand, and uh, we've got almost 100 of their vehicles on our property that we use every day for all kinds of driving classes, whether it's the high-performance driving or the Grand Prix racing class yeah. or that Demon program, too. And so this is something that they really want to see us initiate and, and build for them as well. And it gives us a chance to expand into another piece of, of, of that racing industry. Yeah. Now, do you guys get to work every morning and just go, all right, I've got to go do some donuts before I get down in the office? Danny does. Danny does. <laughs> it's a great way to wake up. I, don't, I skip the cup of coffee. I just go out to the track. You get the breakfast donuts. Is that what it is? <laughs> yeah, breakfast donuts. <laughs> have you guys taken your own uh, like drag racing classes? Do you, have you guys, are you draggers now? So, actually, we're doing it Saturday. This Saturday, oh, really? we're doing the first one. Yeah. Very we cool. Cause we we, we gotta, actually had uh, Chris Jacobs out, and he took the Demon class. Yeah. And so he posted it on Instagram, so it's out there if you want to see some of the burnouts, some of right. the burnout box, and he posted his time slips, and he had a blast. I saw uh, Chris was out there, Goldberg was out there, Leah was out there. I know they're all a bunch of... Yeah, Mopar actually, Goldberg family. picked me up over his shoulder when I asked him for a photo. Yeah, he's a big. He <laughs> carried me around. Are you sure you're not a sales guy? You're not the the security out there. Uh, yeah, me and Goldberg got around Goldberg pretty well. Run, so yeah. when he came down too, if you look at his uh, on our media day, he roasted three sets of brand new tires. Wow, that's, that's good, Bill, for, good for that's TV. Bill, yeah, yeah, only three sets. Yeah, only, only three, three sets. <laughs> well, you guys go through about a set a day, don't you? Uh, I mean, per vehicle. Per vehicle, we go through at least a tire a day, and. And everybody who comes to the class is going to wear out at least a couple tires, if not a whole set, by the time they're done. We let people drive. There's no speed limits. You know, when we get to the track, it's about applying the techniques that we give them and letting them go out and, 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 and test their limits. Builder man, Max Grundy, how are you, my friend? I'm good. How are you doing? Love it. Max, this is hey, great. Hey, what's great. up, man? Max, Max Grundy. Good to meet you, man. Take a seat, man. I'll sit way over here. Now, uh, I was looking through some stuff of yours on the internet, and I noticed that one of your builds, that big, cool truck where the side opened, was just down uh, the end of our display a year or two ago. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that thing was epic, awesome, hardcore. Thanks, man. That was a 1954 uh, COE truck that we made into a box truck. Yeah. Uh, that was down there uh, a couple years ago, and we did another one. Just uh, behind us here at the Coker booth this year, yep. an old soda delivery truck. Oh, cool. Uh, old Dr. Pepper soda delivery truck. Pretty now, cool. I know that you're sort of a... Uh, we like and, to build really light things that are easy to haul around. <laughs> right. Yeah, I can tell, right? Yeah. You just pick it up with a finger, can't you? <laughs> One or two guys, no problem. You've got sort of, um, as it said on the internet, an apocalyptic design style like that. Well, Where'd that man, come yeah. from? Well, it's kind of... Uh, we did the artwork for SEMA about, uh, I guess it's been a few years now, three or four years ago. Uh, it, it just kind of takes things I'm interested in, like yep. uh, science fiction, apocalyptic themes, hot rods. And brings it all together, uh, you know, in sort of a graphic style. Yeah. You know, the world is all about uh, festivals these days. Like, you got Coachella, you got right. Burning yeah. Man, you got Rocklahoma. DC, yeah. Yeah, all of those. Have you ever taken any of your stuff to the Wasteland Festival? Do you know what that one is? I do know what the Wasteland Festival is. I haven't uh, shown my work there. I actually do some work for Disney, um, which is kind of the opposite the direction. The exact opposite, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Totally 180 degrees. We like to diversify. Turn. Yeah, right? I mean, you get build a Disney princess truck and then go That's to right. Wasteland. I actually have done artwork for Frozen, strangely enough. Oh, really? So, yeah, we take, you know, kind of the apocalypse style we're, we're used to and try to fit that into a Disney kind of context, which is always interesting. They put me in Cars Land a lot. So. Yeah. 
I um I have worked for the Cox radio stations in Tampa where I live now, and they just had the Frozen Two truck there. Was that something you did, or was that somebody else? Uh, that was somebody else. Uh, but I do a lot of the T-shirt designs, oh, poster cool. designs, um, postcards, magnets, just stuff they sell, like at Ramones and yeah. Mars Land and different areas. I'm sure my kids have plenty of those that you've drawn. Yes, well, I hope so. <laughs> you don't sneak any like mustaches on the Little Mermaid when you're doing. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't sneak any of that. But surprisingly, they're really easy to work with. Those guys, they really. Don't, they don't have a lot of. Uh, it, it depends what division, you know, because Disney is is also Pixar. Yeah, uh, Pixar, great guys. Uh, oh, yeah. they, they're really easy to work with, and and they pretty much just kind of gave me the reins and let me do what I want to do, and they don't they don't uh, um, micromanage me too much with it. Surprising. Well, and Disney is you know always pushing the the technology uh, envelope as far as I can. Have you been to the the Lightning McQueen thing at Disney World and Hollywood Studios? It's a, not a ride, but it's you, you come in and everybody sits down on these benches and they have a full-size Lightning McQueen race car up there. Oh, that's amazing. I haven't seen that one, but I actually got to see behind the scenes uh, when Cars Land was being made. Oh, really? It took me back to show me all that oh, being wow. made. And they have these, maybe I shouldn't say this, but they have these big epic garages. Oh, wow. Where they build all their stuff on site and then they just wheel it out into the park. Oh, wow. And so you're driving by and there's these massive floats for the light festival. And cool. it's neat to be able to see behind the scenes Yeah, uh, as it is to be able to see behind the scenes here at SEMA, you know, when I do the artwork. Now, how did you get your start in, in the automotive, you know, drawing the car stuff? Well, I was raised in a car, uh, car family. You know, we yeah. were always raised around uh, muscle cars and that kind of thing. And I was the first in my family to be really interested in like 50s cars and that kind of thing. And so, and being an artist, just always grew up an artist and a car family. It just sort of seemed to come together, but going through university, you know, you have all the professors telling you, don't do cars, that's low right. art, you know, but it turns out that's exactly who I was, and, and I started mixing in the themes. For me, it was, I just wanted to make art that would take you someplace. You know, I felt like there was a real niche area in the automotive world that people wanted to draw and illustrate just the car, and for me, I wanted to put the car in a scenario, and so it took the viewer on a ride yeah. and, and made them feel something, because nothing to me is more damn boring than just a picture of a car. Right, right. Because that's not what the car is about. You know, to me, a custom car is like riding a bar of soap down a porcelain highway. It moves you. You feel something when you do it. You know, it's like, it's, it's, it's like taking the subway versus riding a golf cart. You know, one is an adventure, you know, and, 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 and something like, uh, uh, you know, a, an old car, a performance car, you should really look at it and feel what it makes you feel like to right. drive in that car. Correct. So what's coming up for you next? And what you got on the, on the chopping block? Are you just trying to make it through SEMA right now? Oh, to get up to SEMA and to get our build done, uh, check it out in the Corker booth if you haven't seen it. It's the big tire that way. It's a yeah. big Dr. Pepper truck. But getting there and getting uh, the car done and getting here, it's, it's a tremendous amount of stress. It's a tremendous amount of pressure. And the only thing that gets you through it, I think, is the fact that you love old cars and you, and you love art. And, and that uh, makes it so it's, it's worth all the sacrifices to, to do it. So. I think I'm going to take a couple of days off yep. when I get home. And then uh, after that, we're going to start getting on to our next builds. And then you get to get the car here and the that's reaction right. of the people looking at it. You know, that's that, that really feeling, makes right. it, it really yeah. does make it. The fact mm -hmm. that it, it, people enjoy it and enjoy the art, it really makes all the trouble so worth it. Let's Long get a hours. couple of uh, well-known car builders to join us on stage right now. I'm sure you know the Ring Brothers, Mike and Jim. Come on up here, guys. Join us on stage with Max Scrape. How are you, my friend? Good to meet you. Good, good. Have a seat. Join us on the couch. Have a seat, everybody. Now, uh, Mr. and Mr. Ring, 
I know heavy, on the, heavy on the mister. <laughs> I know one, one year you did one of the things that I always thought would be really cool to do, and that is that you took the shell of a, of a classic car and you basically retrofitted it on like a brand new Cadillac chassis and interior. All of that. Are, are you, that was amazing. Which car was that? I'm trying to remember. the. Was that purple? It, it was called Madam V. And we, actually, we cut that car up and started over, and we have it in our booth again this year. Oh, you do? So you started over. What did you do over? Uh, Wes said, uh, you guys built it the way you wanted it the first time. You're going to build it the way I want it now. So we redid it. <laughs> I was going to ask whose idea it was to cut it apart. The owner. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. If they're the owner, then they get to do it. What else are you guys working on? Because you guys, obviously, some of the most well-known builders. Do you have anything else here in the show? Uh, that's going to take you forever to do a build like that. But what else has you got? Yeah, it's an unbelievable year this year. If you haven't seen it, uh, GM gave us the best Chevy of the show. And Ford gave us the best uh, Heritage Award. So two best of shows there. And wow. uh, one's a 69 Camaro that we fully milled the whole car. It's the first fully digital car we've ever done. I mean, the whole car. We uh, scanned an original 69, um, swelled it in the rear five inches, moved it uh, the front three inches, moved the wheelbase ahead, and then milled the whole car. And then it's all carbon. But wow. yeah, it looks 69, but the only piece of a 69 that would fit on the car is actually the two side glass on each side. That's it. That's it? You know, it's amazing with technology and machines these days. You actually don't even need to go to a junkyard and find a body anymore like you guys are doing. You just start from square one. Well, we wanted a car to, call, we wanted a car to be called VIN because that's the only thing left of it. So you do need the VIN yet. Yeah, you got to have yeah. one of those. Is there a build that you guys haven't uh, been able to get to yet? A vehicle that you've always had uh, on your mind? Actually, there's quite a few, but I'd like to do some European stuff. Yeah? You know, I, I think the old Volvos or some of that stuff would be really fun to do. Yeah, that's cool. I've noticed that a lot of the 80s-style stuff is coming back, too. Tell me the dynamic, uh, you know, being partners, brothers, who's older, how does it work? Uh, you know, my brother's a partner in my new business, and you know how it can get with, you know, partners in general, but make it brothers. Tell me how the dynamic works there at your guys' shop. Mike and I are the youngest of seven kids, so seven. we were always, always used to uh, fighting it out. But uh, we keep, became partners, and we both just for the love of cars and love right. of what we do. But we definitely have our days. Gotcha. Who, and how does it work as far as day-to-day, -day, you know, kind of who's more hands-on with certain things? What, what, how's that go? He's the boss, even <laughs> though he's the baby. Oh, he's the younger one, yeah. but he's the boss? That's that's bullshit. Uh, <laughs> but uh, in, in, honestly, uh, um, we've got what twenty employees now at the shop, and uh, Mike and I are still hands on. He's definitely always the dirtiest one in the shop. He's in the in the paint side of things. I actually uh, I got to do a lot of the assembly and uh, wiring and that end of it. So uh, I actually feel bad for him. Yeah. No, I I'm one of them non-technology junkies. I still got a flip phone, no email, no computer, no desk. <laughs> Any of the other family members or, or, or kids want, ever wanted to join you, or are you the only car guys? One's enough, baby. That's, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Just one, and you're good. We have another guy up here that's coming up on stage that's head and shoulders taller than all of us, and it's Ed China, who's not afraid to get his hands dirty, 
and make a car do what it's supposed to do. Ed China, well, how are you. you doing, sir? I'm very good, thank you, sir. Yes. You're good company on this couch. Uh-huh. <laughs> There's a lot of performance and engineering and mechanicalism right all on this couch right here. Well, cool. well funny you should mention the couch, because I actually drove here in my couch all the way from L.A. to here. We had a small fire on the way, but it's actually on the SeaTech stand in the Central Hall. And it's kind of like, it's actually as comfortable as this, but um, obviously it smells a little bit more burnt at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> well, my co-host Scrape, I don't know if you guys know him from the world of Tap Out and obviously Black Widow Exhaust. He's joining me today. Thank you so much for this, Scrape. Course, yeah. So, Scrape, you have any questions for Ken Lingenfelter? Uh, what is the most horsepower you've ever put into a vehicle? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Uh, well over 2,000, that's okay. for sure. Yep, yep. It, he can definitely f fulfill any of your needs, probably scraping street, any probably, of your vehicles. Yeah, right, is 2,000 enough, frankly? Right. It's that? never enough. <laughs> it was never probably, enough probably 91 octane streetcar. Totally. You know, I'm sure it was. It's right. completely street legal, right? So, Ed, you know, talk to us about what – I know you're so passionate about putting cars back the way they came out of the factory. You're, you're very meticulous about what you do. I loved watching you on the shows. Thank you. Uh, what are you up to today, and, and, and what's going on in Ed China's world? Well, it's been kind of cool. I've been – obviously, we had some fun trying to get the sofa ready to come over here, and we've had some fun with the local police, particularly the, the Beverly Hills cops, actually, as it turned out, because I got, got a citation on Rodeo Drive, which was kind of nice. Um, but yeah, no, I've been doing, actually getting involved with electrification. So I've just been working this last year on an all-electric ice cream van. So it's kind of like your, you know, the, the most food truck kind of truck we have in the UK. And um, I've actually, because I think with all these kind of classics and stuff, at some point that we're going to have to go down that road. I mean, in Europe, we're under more pressure, I guess, from emissions and all that kind of stuff. And so at one point, classic cars are going to become the pariah. So if we can get there first, we'll electrify them, but do it in such a way that you don't, you know, you preserve their integrity Maybe, you know, you take the engine out and you kind of make it look great, put a piece of glass over it, put it in the man cave and for another time, and then you electrify the classic so that you can actually, it still looks like it came of the era, but then you get to drive it all the time, which would be great. So I've been playing around with this ice cream van, and it's, uh, it's really interesting because it's a whole vertical learning curve. There's a lot of wires, a lot of software, a lot of hardware to get used to, but it's kind of really interesting because it's like what I used to do, but even you know, on a whole other scale, really. I think one of the things that we're going to have to, especially in motorsports, Ken, you know, uh, one of the things that, that I love, and I'm sure you guys do too, is the fact that uh, the, the noise that the engine makes. It's, it's a beautiful song. It's a melody. And it was interesting to me uh, a few years back, Reese Millen, who actually is with the Pinzoil family, he ran Pikes Peak in an all-electric car. He actually won Pikes Peak in, a, in the electric class. And he, I talked to him right afterwards, and I said, how was that? And he goes, it was very quiet. Yeah. And he said to me, he goes, I, Jeff, there were several times I just didn't know, you know, only from doing the practice and as meticulous as Reese is, he knew those exact points to break and to, and to hit the gas. He said, uh, normally, you, you, your mind relies on that engine noise. Mm -hmm. And I think we're all going to have that learning curve, especially yeah. in motorsports, because can you imagine watching Formula One and it's all quiet? Well, Formula E already has that problem. I know. And, it's kind of, and what's interesting in Europe right now, they've just made a law that all EVs have to make a noise. So then you go, okay, well, what do I want? Do I want the Jetsons? Do I want <laughs> a, like a flat plane V8? Do I want, you know, do I want it to sound like a big Chevy or something? You know, so, and then it's like, well, then it's just like having a fake blower on the bonnet of your car. That's no cool. Sorry, the hood of your car. Uh, you know, so it's, so it's kind of, it's a really interesting world we're going into. And I guess one day you're going to be able to download an engine noise the same way you could uh, a ringtone for your car. But then is it real? <laughs> so, so it's an interesting an, an ice cream noise you know the, well, exactly, the song the chimes, on your, yeah, on your race car <laughs> are you ready for my next guest what's that 
All right, Jimmy that's Shine. what I said. Are we ready? Are we ready for I'm Mr. Ready. Jimmy Shine? Jimmy, how you doing, what's sir? Shaking, Come on Jeff. up. Jimmy, what's up, man? What's cracking? How you doing? Come on up. You know Scrape from Tap Out, right? Uh, no. No, you don't? I do now. Oh, you do. He's going to be your doing? new best friend. You know why? We're best because friends now. Because he makes some tell, really right? cool mufflers. Is that right? Yes, he does. Yes, he does. And they're Black Widow exhaust. And oh, was that you? Yes, sir. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. first he started with Tap Out. It's a small company. I've heard of that. You may have heard about it. It was really kind of on the it's independent. It's the volleyball thing, right? Yeah, it was kind of <laughs> under the underground deal. No, no, no. But, uh, you know, Tap Out with the MMA. So, uh, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah, yeah. These guys, uh, they rocked it well, out It's nice world. to make your acquaintance. So now you Black too, Widow exhaust. Which he, one of the interesting things is you talked about this when you went into it. You and I sat down and talked to him. And I was like, why mufflers? You know what I mean? And he said, yeah, you're right. There's so many people in that marketplace. But they came out with a product that they felt pretty, that's really pretty cool about it. And one of the things I like about it is when we talk about how it's designed right. with the flow. You want to give uh, Jimmy a little? Yeah. So, I mean, it's sound, Flowmaster, Magnaflow, Borla, you know, they're all here. Um, sound is subjective, right? You can love uh, them, hate us, vice versa. Uh, our mufflers, we have a patent on an internal design that gets rid of and cuts down the drone and resonation inside the cab. Yeah, uh, that's, that's a huge problem right. in our industry. I mean, we have mufflers that are bigger and, and quieter, and we have a muffler that we call the neighbor hater. The right? neighbor so, hater. Nice. So I think, uh, yeah, the and everything in between. says it all. I thought um, you would enjoy that, Jimmy. I like, I like it. the neighbor <laughs> hater, yeah. Like so, yeah, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a car enthusiast uh, uh, my whole life, and now I'm, I'm in the other side of it uh, with an ex exhaust company. So he's got an exhaust company. So maybe we'll check it out. Jimmy, one of your custom builds. What's going on in Jimmy Shine's world? Oh, Jimmy Shine's world. Well, uh, we recently moved our, uh, from our original location about a block away. Uh, we went to uh, a larger standalone building. We've got, I don't know, 15, 16 different vehicles in the process of being built right now. So we're super busy. You know, we got SEMA. This year we didn't bring any cars. I think we're bringing one, if not two, next year. So this year was the pretense to come up and see all of our friends, make new friends, check out the new products, etc. And then in uh, about two weeks, uh, we're doing that big show in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. No way. Yeah, that it's sounds a, it's a cool. Big deal. Yeah, it's gonna be huge. From it's, what I hear, oh, it's. It, they want it to be like the Saudi Arabian version of SEMA. Have you heard about that? I have, yeah. yeah. We, I was uh, going, and I just backed out a couple weeks ago, but I heard it's going to be, they've got a, they're putting up a lot of money over the next five years to, to make, make it show. Yeah, I years. guess it's been in the works for like 10 years. Right, and, yeah. Then Rich from Magnaflow, he contacted me, and we talked about it. So just in the last six months have I been aware of it. And so, yeah, it sounds, it's exciting. Is that something that you, have you ever been over there? No, I've never been there. No, so you excited? So, yeah, no, I've been, you know, I've been all over the world. I mean, I've been right. crazy places like Moscow, Russia. I mean, I've been everywhere. So I've never been to Saudi Arabia, and so we're going to check it out. That's cool, man. Well, hey, you know, one of the cool things I want to do is flashback to this. So not this year because I didn't go, but the year before, I saw you up at Monterey at Laguna Seca. Oh, Laguna Seca, yeah. Yeah, and I was like... What is, what is Jimmy it? Shine, the hot rod man, <laughs> doing up here at Laguna Sega? What? Talk about that. Well, that's, that's kind of a unique type deal. I mean, I always grew up around bikes and drag racing and land speed racing and such. And in the last few years, we've been introduced to a, a gentleman by the name of Dr. Ernie Nagamatsu. Uh, and he has some very eclectic cars, and he's a track car guy. Now, all these cars, all these cars, they all have the same basic ingredients, wheels, tires, motors, transmissions, chassis, etc. Right. So it's just the combination, like how you bake a cake. Right. So 
he had other people working on his vehicles. He owns three very iconic vehicles, uh, one of which is Old Yeller 2. Are you familiar with that car? I'm not. I remember Old Yeller, the, the book I had to read. Yeah, no, like, this is different than the book. The I know, we yeah. all cried at the end of that. Yeah. Um, but this is a very famous car. It was built in 1959 by Max Balchowski. And in 1959, when they first started racing it, he was introduced to a young man who later became quite famous in the auto racing world. And this young man kind of cut his teeth driving this incredibly bitchin' special car. And that was Dan Gurney. Oh, so wow. So Dan Gurney just went out there and raced against, you know, all the other specials, Ferraris, Jaguars, Porsches. And this home-built tube chassis, all built like a truss, with a Buick nail head, four-speed, and Strongberg carburetors, just dominated. Went out there and just tore the track up. So they were doing very good with it, and Dan Gurney's good friend asked him to be introduced to Max, and could he potentially drive the car? Nice. Well, Dan's, Dan Gurney's friend, and this is 1960, well, his friend is uh, the man named uh, Carol Shelby. Ooh. So then Carol Shelby raced this car for a number of years, and the car was actually the inspiration to build the Cobra. Nice! And that's just one of Dr. Ernie's. So wow. that's actually currently wow. in our shop right now as well. So we've been able to lay our hands on this hallowed ground and work on this incredibly historical race car and get it around the track. So that's why we were at Laguna Seca. All right. Well, good to know that. Now I'm going to bring up my next guest. The legendary car builder and extraordinary. He's built more Hot Wheels than anybody on the planet, Mr. Billy Hammond. What's happening? Billy, you know Jimmy Shine? We do. You know, you oddly, enough, <laughs> oddly enough, uh, one of my childhood friends and his as well, we're best friends, so Billy and I have known each other for a number well, of years. Well, that's good. You years. guys can sit closer next to each other on the couch. It's all good. Down. I love that. All right. How, how we doing? <laughs> and then it's almost like a reunion because we all did Car Warriors together. That's right. And, and, and we filmed it right there at Picture Car Warehouse. That's right. When, when Billy Wood was there. So it's kind of interesting. Can you believe though. how long it's been? Yeah. And then you turned around and came and did uh, that Brett Michaels show with the RV at, at Picture Car Warehouse. Were you there so at the it's RV like a show? Yeah, reunion RV, show yeah, right yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Billy, you're out here again with Hot Wheels. You make some of... You've got to have one of the coolest jobs in the industry. It's, it's cool, but stressful. I mean, they keep me busy. You know, we, yeah. uh, we're redoing the cars all the time. Um, this year, we have 30 cars here. We have 20 cars, two from all, two, one from Germany, one from Mexico, 18 from other, all over the country, and then we have nine of my cars here. So. And the, all those cars that are here, they're competing to become a Hot Wheel. Correct. So they, go, they, they compete at a Walmart. Um, every other Saturday starting in March, and it's a car show. One wins there, and then it comes here. And now one wins here, the next year it become a Hot Wheel. Nice. So, pretty cool deal. It's, it's, a, it's been great. It's the second year we've done it, and it just, it's just been awesome. So. Hey, Scrape, do you remember when Evil Knievel was <laughs> doing the rocket jump? Over I, I do. I was a little River. young, but I remember the you, Snake River jump. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we won't go into birth dates. Right. You know, both of us well, yeah, were of not I even remember. born yes. when that yeah, happened. Yeah. I'm sure we're way younger <laughs> than that. I'm sure you guys are too. You didn't even remember the first time. <laughs> well, anyway, one of his really good friends. Which who was here yesterday. Oh, you're kidding. No, you didn't bring him by? Eddie, Eddie Braun was here yesterday. Eddie Braun. Yeah, he Eddie was here Braun yesterday. Eddie Braun is the stunt double for Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen, yeah. All right. So Eddie Braun went out and did. The Snake River jump. Yeah. And the exact rocket. Okay. The kids built the rocket. So, so Truex family, who built the original rocket, 
had a ton of parts left over. The son of Truex built this rocket. So we went over. We did it two years ago. But it, so. but totally in, in, in scrape fashion, this is something you would have done. Charlie Sheen put one of the rockets right there in, in the entryway of his house. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> so I, that was I, I still have him at my shop. <laughs> yeah, at the shop now. So, isn't that cool, man? And was he successful in the jump? He was successful. Right. And what we did was we took the rocket, put it in a trailer right after the jump. I came back to my shop, built a cool little stand for it. And it's never, it's the exact same as it jumped over that day. And it, uh, it was kind of stressful because, you know, you're putting a friend in a rocket. You don't know what's going to happen. You know, the shoots are going to come out. It, it was pretty, it was one of the gnarliest things I've ever been Yeah, because there's not a, real, a lot of steering, was there's there? No steering. No steering. A, it's just like a hang you, on. You no. hit a button. It's like a hang then, on ride. Yeah, and then you start pulling shoots when you get over the other side. It's pretty crazy. Speaking of hang on rides. Jimmy Shine also is part of the 200 mile an hour club at Bonneville. Yes. 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 How yes. cool is that to uh, go out there, especially in the car you did it in? Well, it's a, it's a dream come true. I mean, quite honestly, being a kid growing up reading the magazines and worshiping our heroes, our, our land speed heroes like Art Crisman and Mickey Thompson and the Summers brothers. So, no, that was um, pretty awesome. I've been blessed to uh, have been given the opportunity to work with many of many a fine team and car builders and we built our own car and we finally got in the two club at 206 454 august 15th 2006 if you want me to be specific <laughs> and then since such time i've driven for like wayne jessel you know oh, jessel nice. valtrand yes. i've driven a couple of his vehicles and so far um personally i've been able to attain about seven land speed world records Oh, concur! Wow, that's great. Let's give a round of applause to Jimmy Shine yeah. for that, thank man. Thank you, thank you. No applause, just throw money. That is all for our SEMA 2019 highlight shows. So leave us those five-star reviews anywhere you get your podcasts and join us on social media at Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and our YouTube channel. And, of course, download us for free anywhere you want to because we're Skidmark Show. We're always free. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to Skidmark Show. We'll have another episode full of fast cars and rock stars ready for you soon. Until then, be sure to share this episode with your friends on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and all social media. And leave us a five-star review everywhere you get your podcasts. Until next time, listen loud and drive fast when nobody's looking. Powered by Pinsoil. Pinsoil.